Whew, thank you, Lord. So uh, I know most people, but if I don't know you, I'm Duncan's. I've been going to this church for about three years, and um, the Lord has just brought me a long way. You know, I met some really great people here. Jake and Tanza took me into ministry. And just through the process, I found myself just from sitting here one day to now preaching here. I mean, God, he's an awesome God, you know. So I just want to thank you guys for giving me this opportunity. Thank Pastor Quentin. I'm really honored because uh, when he called Tuesday, I got the text message. He's like, so uh, I think you and Noah are going to be preaching this Sunday. I'm like, really? And I, th- I thought about it. I was like, man, uh, Pastor Quentin must really trust me to give me this mic. And I was like, maybe he loves me. Yes, that's it. He loves me. <laughs> and I know a lot, of, a lot of you guys love me, too. So I'm just honored and blessed to have this opportunity to be up here and sharing this word. I'm going to be reading from uh, Leviticus chapter 6, verses uh, 12 and 13. So if you guys have your Bibles, if not, I'm sure, hopefully, yes, they got it up there for me. Yeah, Leviticus 6, chapter 12 and 13, it says, And the fire on the altar shall be kept burning on it, and shall not be put out. And the priest shall burn wood on it every morning, and lay the burnt offerings in order on it. And he shall burn on it the fat of the peace offerings. A fire shall always be burning on the altar. It shall never go out. So I titled my message, um, What's Cooking? Because, you know, um, we had Thanksgiving this week and uh, we was eating. So get ready. We're going to get cooking. Um, so the book of Leviticus, it's a really tough book, but I've come to really love it because it talks about the holiness of God. And he, t- he took the Israelites out of Egypt. And he led them into the wilderness, and now they're setting up the tabernacle, and they're setting up ways to worship God, and he's really showing them how holy he is. It's a real process that they go through. So as they set up the courtyard, the first thing that you encounter is the altar, the, the altar of uh, burnt offerings. So the altar of burnt offerings is basically like where you would come and uh, offer up your, your sin offerings or your peace offerings or your trespass offerings. A whole bunch of offerings for basically for sin or, you know, for praise or whatever. But the altar was just a place where you met God. That was the first place you came into when you came into the court. That's where you met God. So it was a place where you could just just leave your sin or leave your praise and leave your burdens. Just leave whatever you needed to leave at the altar before you, you stepped into the temple before the priest went in and offered atonement for you into the temple, into the presence of God. So in uh, Exodus chapter 20, verse 24, this is when uh, the Lord tells Moses that an altar on the earth you shall make for me and you shall sacrifice on the birth offerings and peace offerings, your sheep, your oxen, and every place where I record my name, I will come to you and I will bless you. So even before that time, um, Noah and Abraham and all them, they had altars where they would, they would erect for God because God had moved for them in some type of way. So the altar represents basically just a move of God, something that, you know, God has, has done for you. Not only a place where you could leave, you know, your offerings and your sin and all that, but also a place that you just can remember to always go, go back to. He gave you a place that you can always go back to and just remember that what he's done for you. So I think about, like, that time, like how now we don't need a priest and we don't need to make all these offerings like, you know, because of the shed blood of Jesus Christ, we can go straight to the source. You know, we can go straight to God. 
But um, side note, I was just thinking about, like, the guys who sin and they're, like, walking with, like, this big ox or sheep or whatever, and they walk into the altar, and it's like, everybody knows what you did. <laughs> like, like, there he goes. There's Bill, that she, yeah, he messed up again. Like, you know, I'm like, wow, man, it's awesome that, you know, we could just, we could just go right to the Father. Like, we don't have to, like, I mean, that's kind of embarrassing, you know, like, yeah, but you had to do this because God's holy, you know, he didn't play no games. If you didn't do this, he would kill you. You'd be dead. So these people, you know, in shame and all and guilt, they, they went and they offered their sacrifices unto God because they knew that they had to make themselves right unto the Lord. Because if they didn't, they, many, many times, you know, people who didn't, um, you know, go according to protocol, they died. You know, and, and I believe it was because of how close they were to God's holiness. You know, we had the, the Ark of the Covenant and they were really close to that. So if you weren't right and you got close to the holiness of God, that was it. It was over for you. So I'm kind of I'm kind of glad that uh, we don't we don't have to do that anymore, you know. <laughs> Praise God. But um, I look at the cross, and the cross is a uh, is like an altar, you know. Though we don't worship the cross, it symbolizes just the move of God, you know. And we we come to church here, and we we have the cross, and we we have this altar because this is a place that is open that we can just cast our cares upon the Lord, you know. And we make this place a holy place, you know. We come in, we leave it, we leave it here. And um, we, uh, we come into his presence, and we know that, like, we are a carrier of God's presence here. But, you know, it's all, sim- it's all symbolic. And, and that's the same thing back then. He wanted to just symbolize. Everything was symbolic to how holy he was. So he made him do all, all these things. So after you, after you uh, met with God, like I said, you, got into, you had an opportunity to go into the holies of holies. And I look at this as a, as a process. Because in um, Mark, no, Matthew chapter 3, verse 11, it says, um, indeed, this is John the Baptist speaking. He says, indeed, I baptize you with water into repentance, but he who comes after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I'm not worthy to carry. He baptized you with Holy Spirit and with fire. So when we accept Jesus Christ, um, you know, we're saved and, you know, and, and, that's, that's what the Egyptians were. When, when he called them out of Egypt, in essence, he saved them from bondage. And the next process was the sanctification process, which is um, what I, the next thing I wanted to talk to you about was the fire on the altar. Remember in Leviticus chapter 13, he said, the fire shall never go out. So the fire represents just the, the holy sanctification of God. We have to go through the fire until, we, you know, uh, we are refined and purified. And it's a consuming fire because on the altar of burnt offerings, when you put your, when you put your, your, your offerings or your sin, he would just burn it all away. So we know that um, through that sanctification process, he, he burns our sins away and he, he remembers them no more. You know? And like I said, God is a holy God. So if you didn't offer that unto him, you know, that consuming fire could, could burn you. you know? And the prophet Elijah, you know, he had an altar, and the prophets of Baal, they had an altar, and, you know, he called down fire, and that fire consumed the, the prophets of Baal, because why, you know, um, they, didn't, they didn't believe in, in, in God, and they didn't, they didn't believe that, you know, uh, in, the, in the, the God of Elijah. So that, that fire can also consume us or it can purify us. In Malachi 3.3, it says, he will sit... As a refiner and a purifier of silver, he will purify the sons of Levi and purge them as silver as gold. 
that they may offer the Lord an offering in righteousness. So as we as we go through the fire, it's like, you know, God is like a chef and he's, you know, we are the ingredients, you know, we're that raw ingredients. You know, the Bible talks about just knowing us before, you know, he, we, we were in our mother's room and, he, you know, he, 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 he had a plan and purpose for our lives. So when he, he brought us into this world, the plan originally was for us to be perfect and he had a perfect will for our lives. But we know that because of the sins of Adam and Eve, we, we have this sin nature. So after we are justified or after we are saved or after like the, the children of Israel, he brought them out of the wilderness, we go through that sanctifying fire. And that sanctification is to, to set us apart. You know, it's just so that the world can know that we, we, are, we are different. You know, we're, we're not like the world. We said earlier how he brought us out of darkness into his marvelous light. So we are now lights into this world. And after we go through that sanctification process, the Bible talks that he's taking us from glory to glory. So one day we're going to be glorified. If the Lord doesn't come tomorrow or if we die, I mean, it says we're going to glory. So, you know, Jesus Christ says that he goes to make a place for us. So heaven is home. You know, we have a promise that one day we're going to heaven, just like the Israelites had a promise that one day that they were going to go into the promised land. So I conclude with uh, Romans chapter 12, verse 1. It says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. So now we don't have the tabernacle, of course, and we don't have these altars, but the Bible talks about that. We are the temple of God now. It's us. So within us, there's an altar within us, you know, that we can go to and we can lay our flesh upon that altar and we can ask God to just burn away the impurities in our lives that's keeping us from from him and his holiness, you know, and through that process, the, the Bible promises you that through that process of sanctification, he'll bring you forth like gold through the refining fire. One last thing in Isaiah chapter six, verse eight, it like clearly like puts out this whole process from beginning to, to end. Now, Isaiah is a prophet of Israel and, um, you know, he's to bring forth judgment upon the people and he's bringing forth judgment and telling them how, you know, they need to return to God and, you know, repent for all their sins. And he's a prophet. So God uses him. You know, he's the mouthpiece of God. So you would think that if anybody's in right standing with God, the prophet is. But when he gets into the presence of God, he says, what was me? For I'm undone because I'm a man of unclean lips and I dwell in the midst of unclean people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the king, the Lord of hosts. So in the presence of God, even the prophet can see that. Wow, man, I'm undone, you know, and God goes on to uh, to send the angel with the fire from the altar to purify Elijah's lips. So he, he was made right in the presence of God at that moment. And then God goes on to says, behold. This has touched your lips. Your iniquity is taken away. Your sin is purged. And I also heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send and who will go for us? Then I said, here I am. Send me. So through that process of the Lord uh, saving you and sanctifying you and in one day of, of, of a promise of going on to glory. Until then, you know, God has called us to be represent, represent to represent who he is, just like he called Israel back then to represent who he is in this world. So. We are, in fact, ambassadors to Christ. And when we go through that sanctification process and we raise our hands and we say, here I am, Lord, use me, he'll use you. So I just I've been praying in this and I just, you know, I just thinking about the altar and the fire. I just pray that everybody here that, um, 
have an opportunity today at this altar or whenever, you know, to just go before the Lord and ask him to refine you, you know, and bring you forth this gold so that he can use you to expand his kingdom. Thanks.